My office hours are any and all hours of the day and night. Dr. Susan LaFleche-Picot. This is the Fearless Portraits Podcast, a collection of women who are leaders, innovators, and trailblazers. Some of them are well-known, some of them are obscure, all of them work to make a difference in the world. I'm your host, Dan Landau, and today we're learning about Dr. Susan LaFleche-Picot, the first Native American to earn a medical degree. The winter of 1891 was bitterly cold on the Omaha Reservation in Nebraska, with temperatures diving to 20 degrees below zero. The cold wasn't going to stop Dr. Susan LaFleche-Picot from making a house call for a young girl taken gravely ill from the influenza outbreak wreaking havoc in the area. For the next two weeks, Picot would visit her patient constantly, spend nights at the girl's bedside, and even cook meals for the family. When the girl eventually died, Picot was by her side. Such was her dedication to her patients. The sole doctor, on the 1,350-square-mile reservation, Picot was responsible for all 1,300 residents. As a young girl herself, Picot watched an elderly Omaha woman die because a white doctor refused to come and help. Four times he was summoned. Four times he said he'd be there soon. He never came, and the woman died just after sunrise. Picot said later, it was only an Indian and it did not matter. The doctor preferred hunting for prairie chickens than visiting poor, suffering humanity. The incident haunted Picot for the rest of her life and spurred her to do what she could to make sure that never happened again. It was uncommon for women in the U.S. at that time to go to medical school. Undeterred, Picot enrolled at the Women's Medical College of Pennsylvania, one of the few schools that accepted women. After a three-year course of study, Picot graduated as valedictorian in 1889, becoming the first female Native American to earn a medical degree in the U.S. After graduation, she returned home to the Omaha Reservation and took the position of physician at the government boarding school there run by the Office of Indian Affairs. While technically responsible only for the student's health, as the only doctor around, her people relied heavily on her for medical care, as well as counsel around legal, finance, and political issues. She often worked 20-hour days, seeing patients at her clinic, making house calls. As she described it, my office hours are any and all hours of the day and night. She toiled for years this way on a $500 government salary and a $250 medical missionary stipend, which equals about $22,000 in 2020 dollars. Picot's father, Joseph LaFleche, also known as Iron Eyes, was the last recognized chief of the Omaha. He sought to help his people by advocating a level of assimilation. He encouraged his children to pursue education. Born on June 17, 1865, during the buffalo hunt in a remote area of the Omaha Reservation, Picot served as a bridge between her traditional society and the encroaching white American culture. In 1894, she married Henry Picot and they had two sons. Going against Victorian-era expectations for married women, she continued practicing medicine. Always dedicated to the health of the Omahas, she dreamed of building a hospital on the reservation. 
1913, she raised the funds to open Walt Hill Hospital in 1913. A single, widowed woman building and staffing a modern hospital without any governmental assistance was an unheard of achievement. After her death in 1915, the facility was renamed in her honor. Picot's portrait in the Fearless Portrait Project consists of an ink drawing of her on an 1886 map of Nebraska. The Omaha Reservation is marked on the top right side of her head. The portrait is based on one of the few photographs that exist of Picot. See the portrait and show notes with a transcript and a full list of our sources for this episode at danlandout.net. Subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts. You can follow the show on Instagram at danlandoutart for behind-the-scenes content and a view into my art creation process. This show is researched and produced by me, Dan Landau. Music comes from Giovane Bruno and the Library of Congress's Omaha Music Collection. If you know someone we should profile on the show, please email me at theartwork at danlandau.net. That's A-R-T-W-O-R-K at D-A-N-L-A-N-D-A-U dot net. Tune in next time to learn about another changemaker.